Welcome to the Real Talk, Real Walk podcast with Sean and Rashawn. It's where the counselor talking in the office meets the influencer walking it out on the streets. It is the place where Generation X meets Generation Y, and we bridge the gap between the wisdom of the past and the need to practically walk it out in the present. We do this by helping you uncover the limiting beliefs that have kept you stuck, and then helping you discover what better looks like for you and equipping you with the tools to create it. Need to break the chains that bind you and live the life that inspires you. Because Real Talk, Real Walk with Sean and Rashawn starts now. Hey, Rashawn, what's up? Hey, what's up, Sean? Back in the building. Good to see you again. Man, super excited to see you too, man. Just over there smiling and grinning. Sean got some amazing smile. Man, you have a look at this guy. He's got the best smile, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, guys, welcome to Real Talk, Real Walk, our podcast where we help you guys discover what better looks like for you. Yes. And give you the tools. To, to walk it, it out. To walk it out on the streets. That's where it. the counselor meets the influencer. Woo. It's going to be fun. I hope you know, you're ready. I hope you are ready because we're talking about seven proven strategies to walk out your dream. We've already gone through five. So if you haven't listened to the previous three or is it two, three podcasts, go back and listen to them because you're going to want to have those. They'll build on this. They'll build on this because we're going to jump right in. But first, I want to say we're going to be talking about rituals as number six, the sixth thing. It's good. And one of the rituals that I have that I really feel like helps me be a little bit of a superhuman is I get up early every day. I get up early. Like when I say early, I mean 4 a.m. early. That's early. Almost every day, 4 a.m., between 4 to 5, but mostly about 4, 4.15. And it really affects the culture of our home. Because I hear, we homeschool our kids. I hear so many other homeschoolers. Yeah. Oh, we get up at 9. I let my kids sleep in until 10. And I think, what kind of job do you get where you get to sleep in until 10? Man, Social that's a cool job. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> nah. But you also have to get up at 2 I have to get up really early, though, too. Sometimes you have to get up at three in the morning to do some of your stuff. Yes, bro. And it makes all the difference to, you know, devotion wise, spending time with the Lord. And then out of that, the overflow out of that cup, you can focus, have focus time to do, you know, things that you may not be able to touch during the day, more leisure stuff as well. You will only go so far as your rituals allow. I mean, really your rituals. So for me, one of the rituals that is big is I get up every morning. I usually pick my clothes out the night before. Yeah. I just have them hanging up there. Just because in the morning, my mind is nowhere near as clear when I first get up as it is before I go to bed. Got it. So I already have that decision made before I do anything. So I just go in, change, get it dressed, go get coffee, sit down, spend time with God till five. And then I work on the business and I do whatever those things are. That Got it. I've, needs to be done work-wise. Yeah. Needs to be done. From five to about six, six, about six o'clock. Then around 6.20, I head out to the office. Awesome. See, you got it down packed. That's a ritual, brother. I try. So think about it in your life. What rituals can you use to create a better life? You know, if you look at like a Nick Saban or a Bill Belichick with the Patriots, man, they are all about the rituals. They have mm. such a system where people come in no matter what they are. That's why like a Belichick could take an average NFL player, which there's really not a, such a thing as an average NFL player. Got it. But he could take them and he can maximize their skills in his system because he gets the most out of each player. Yeah. And then he builds on that and he puts it into his system. Yeah. Because he has all these rituals of practice of what time you get there, of what they do the day before games, what True. the night before games. 
And it's so regimented. It's yeah. so crazy. It's crazy you're talking about this, Sean, because I was just thinking about the other day, even when I went from the transition of singleness to marriage. Um, I, literally, I had systems in place when I was single that I couldn't walk out when I was married. Oh, I'll put my toothbrush down <laughs> my, somewhere, and then my wife comes in, and she grabs it, and it's in another bathroom. And then oh, I'm like, man. hold on. Like, all this stuff is just different. You know, you put, you know, the cup, you know, wherever. Yeah. And the stuff in the microwave, you leave it there. There's <laughs> good systems and bad systems, There's right? Good systems <laughs> and bad systems. No, you know, that's a good one. You Think about it. Rituals help you take your big goals and break them down into bite-sized chunks. Oh, that's good. So I so I said from five to six is when I work on my practice. Well, I have a lot of goals with my practice about hiring new therapists that love God, but they're also amazing with counseling skills and they're highly trained. And so I, part of that process is going through the resumes that I get. Ah. Part of that process is me building out systems to help people that onboard succeed. Part that's of that awesome. Process is me writing content so that I can feel, you know, there's something about for me personally that I I do so well when I learn and then I communicate that learning to others in a way that I feel like helps them change their life. That's awesome. That's part of filling my tank up like wow. this. Part of this is, is helping me fill my tank up because I feel like it's helping other people. Yeah. Yeah. God in practical and strategic ways. So good. So good, Sean. And that helps a lot. Like you said, in counseling, in your work, in your career, yeah. you have systems in place and you implement those to see other people, you know, achieve their best, even your 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 partners, your coworkers. And, you know, that's awesome. I think of the same way. We never would have been to like 10 million and in influence or, you know, these large platforms wow. if we didn't have systems in place. So those systems are valuable they're big time value yeah you know something else you said before was in marriage like in marriage it's a big deal yeah because if you don't have the system or the rituals in place to spend time with your spouse on a daily basis yeah even if it's five minutes even if it's just a minute prayer or something where you guys have a connection point and what happens over time is you start to lose that relationship yeah and there starts to become a gap between you and your spouse and then what happens is is the devil gets into those spaces wow. and he creates havoc and raises cane. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what about some of us who sort of put our last bit of energy whenever, say, for instance, it tends to be the when my wife wants to have the most conversation, she wants to go deep, deep, deep uh, and, and just communion you know time together yeah it seems to be right when i'm the tiredest getting ready to go to sleep you know and that's like the time where you know emotions want to come out sean what can you say to some of us what's a better system maybe it's because you know the wives may sure. sleep a little bit longer than us as men you want right. being the you know the yeah. guys who have to go out and you know provide and protect yeah and, if your you know, wife if your wife stays home then she can maybe sleep in if your wife goes out to work you might you may be laid up in the bed while she's out there hustling <laughs> yeah just, true true I'm true just saying, just saying that's Very, what my mom did yeah but i would say one of the things to do is to decide on a bedtime that you're going to connect and maybe for you like i i get up really early and i stay up later than my wife so i have about three three hours longer three hours more a day than my got wife it. does okay three and a half. got it so she's always in bed when i go to, the, go to bed and she's always in bed when i get up so oh okay she's cool just, she's just a normal person i'm the one that's 
a lot different. Yes, and so, I, I feel that way too. I don't need as much sleep as most people. So one of the things is set a time, say, hon, you know, after 10, I, unless it's an emergency, I need to have all of our deep conversations before 10 or whatever that time frame is for you. Got I it. know for my kids as well, it helps to say they have a, uh, they go to the room earlier and we start our bedtime routines earlier so that we have that relationship time to build because they are also really motivated to have a lots of conversations when I'm putting them to bed and trying to go on with the th- other things that I need yeah. to do that night. Yeah. And it could be so sleep. It could be, I have activities to do before work the next day. I want to connect with my lovely wife, Tanda. Yeah. And they're wanting to engage and they're wanting to engage. And, and then I feel like a terrible dad because I'm not engaging them when they're really open and emotional. And it sounds like Denise is that way. Yeah. So starting earlier is one. And then having a time that you guys talk about in advance of, hey, just, you know, I want to be there for you. I love you so much. Yeah. I want to connect. But after 10, I'm just not, my brain yeah, is mush. For sure. And what I struggle with, here, here's a just a little tidbit that we can touch on real quick. I struggle with this, Sean. I don't know if you've ever struggled with it or if you heard of it throughout your practice, is that although I love my wife so much, when I lean, you know, when I'm in bed and I sort of flip over the other way to like try to get some shut eye, first, uh, it seemed like she would struggle. She took it as like, hey, I'm rejecting her. Or like, hey, I'm not right. connecting with her. But at the end of the day, it had nothing to do with that. It was more like, hey, babe, I've been working since like 5 a.m. I've been out in the world, like doing all this stuff, you know, carrying the yeah. burden of other people. And, uh, you know, it's real out there in the real world. Then you come it's back real. home uh, and then we spend time together. And then, yeah. But at night, whenever she sort of wanted to connect, it would be those times. Yeah. Whenever I turn my back, <laughs> it was you know, bad. You know, one of the things is that's where the communication in advance will really help you guys out. Got it. Like you guys having communication in advance of that's good. the situation and just setting expectations rightly, that will really help her to kind of understand. And that doesn't mean it will avoid all the conflict or the issues, but what it will do is it will help you move towards a direction where you can set boundaries that are healthy and you can get sleep. You know, you know, I had, and really we've got to think about with our goals and our identity, one of the areas to consider is um, just realistic expectations. So I had this, this kid, I remember I worked out early in my career at this boy's home. It's called Ghost Mound. What a weird name, right? Ghost Mound. Interesting, yeah. And this little hydro Oklahoma back in the day. Hydro. Was the head therapist out there. And this boy comes in. He's about 100 pounds overweight. And he's he's talking about how he's going to play for Notre Dame. That's a great dream. I mean, it's a great dream. There's only one problem. He dropped out of high school. He was 19 years old. 100 pounds overweight. Didn't ever even play football in high school. But he said, I just know. And I, well, how do you know? I just know that I'm going to play football for Notre Dame. I'm 100% confident I will play. But this little this little guy, well, not so little, but this guy, 19-year-old kid, he had no rituals to support that dream. And so that's just a hope. That's just a wish. Wow. I can wish all day that I could play the guitar, that I could play the piano, that I could jump out of a plane, that I could go to Cozumel and scuba dive. Yeah. I could have all these wishes, but if I don't 
create rituals to make the money to do those things or the margin to take a vacation to do those things, then they're not going to ever happen. They're just a wish. They're just something that's a pipe dream. And so just be considerate of the things in your life that God has called you to. Sit down, write out the goals, and see if you can find and identify specific rituals to start moving in the direction where you can create those for your own life. Uh, wow, that's a great illustration. Yeah. Hey, if you if if you're not willing to do it, well then, look, no judgment, don't accept shame, but just be honest with yourself so you don't live in a perpetual state of what you should do and feel guilty about it. Just like my my kids, they want to if my daughter wants to she wants to act and she wants to go to Broadway and she has these great dreams. And when we we're having conversations about practice and things like that, and the same with my son with sports, I said, look, bud, you can play at these lower level leagues. True. And that's great. We'll have a great time. You're good enough. And I, I as a parent, will have a great time watching you and coaching you perform. But if you want to go to the next level, then you're going to have to, you're going to have to have these daily rituals where you go practice shots or you run routes or you practice dribbling where we watch some of these videos and then you get coaching on the side. And there's just different levels of execution and rituals needed for different levels of dreams. But whatever you decide to do, make sure God's with it. It's something that God's calling you to do. And if you decide not to do something, look, don't live in shame or guilt about it. Move on. God didn't call you to live out of a life of regret, but a life of purpose and significance for him. That's good. That's really good. Just move on, guys. Whoever you are listening to this, you may have uh, had so many. What about naysayers? I mean, so many people, you know, sort of stop us from progressing towards the promise that God's laid on our heart, the vision that God's laid on our heart because of the people who have come in our life and talked down about us. So what do you got to say about that? Your progression can be, you know, stopped or you can be paralyzed by even the voice and the words of people. How do you gather that mental discipline to actually, you know, stay true to these rituals and stay focused on your dream? Well, there's a lot. We talked about if you go back to the, the first six or first five, one of them is you need to have a vision or a dream that's compelling enough to press you through adversity. The other one is to review it, review it, review it. Yeah. And then to have your reasons available of why you're going for it. Yeah. You know, there's a, about becoming a great dad is one of my greatest dreams, visions. It's something that I, I endured and dear to do. And I think about the faces of my kids and I review the times that we've had in the past that were good and I feel it and I enjoy it reviewing that. And then out of my identity, I identify myself with Christ of who he's called me to become. And out of that, it's strong enough because God, people, family, resources are surrounding me with who God says I am, that when the naysayers come, it just breaks through it like a wall, like the sword of the Spirit cuts through the shield of faith, is extinguishes the fiery arrows of the enemy, and then we can move on. Wow, that's really good. And Sean, I'm sitting here thinking about what about those days where you feel uh, anxious or upset or angry because your ritual wasn't able to be met or you weren't able to do those things. I would say, right, connect to the person of God and there's grace there. Right. Yes, right. And, uh, you know, because I 
easily easily the moment someone or even being married throws me off a bit at times on doing you know being selfish because at that point it's not about you you know your life is not your own right. we share so having that understanding between you and your spouse may be you know difficult at some points like why do you always do this why do you always do that or you know sure. so wrestling with those things uh i think is vital you know being able to communicate hey wife get some understanding in the household and stuff like that so i don't know that's really <laughs> hey, good wife, get some understanding. <laughs> yeah, yeah like honey this is what gives me life too you know right because that's you know, the effective communication in advance of the issue that's good if you have an issue talk about where she's at where you're at in ways that you feel like honor each other and can move you towards a better outcome that's really situation got it which brings me to the next thing that we're going to talk about it's decide an area of life that you want to accomplish decide on a dream what what do you want to change in your life right now step back and look at your life what areas do you want to change something about your relationships well that's a great question but don't stop there if you say yes Take out a piece of paper, and if you don't have a piece of paper because you're driving or whatever, go back and write it down later or listen to this podcast again. Think about it. If you want to change relationships, which relationship? Your relationship with God? Your relationship with your spouse? Your relationship with your friends? What about your relationship with your family, your in-laws, your kids, mm. parenting? What about your employee or employer? Are you an employer? Are you? Do you own a business? Do you work for somebody else? Do you want to change the relationships yeah. at your work? Do you want to change your habits? Do you want to change your rituals? Do you eat in a way that fuels your body for greatness? Or do you eat in a way that funds the pharmaceutical companies for drugs? Because you're going to need a drug to help with your diabetes. Yeah. You're going to need a drug to help you with your being overweight. You're going to need a drug to lower your cholesterol cholesterol, because you had uh, a gallon of ice cream last night. So settle with a bowl of kale rather than Taco Bell. Amen. You know what? So a funny story about Taco Bell. <laughs> I had a buddy. His name is Christian Sangri. He's a professional photographer. He looks like uh, Don Quixote, the most interesting man in the world. But he said he was in line at Taco Bell, and he said it was about 1 a.m. in the morning, and this food truck pulls up. And they take out this meat. And it said, I think, grade D, still edible. Yeah, what? <laughs> he said, he goes, peeled, peeled out of the parking lot. He says, I've never been back to Taco Bell since. Wow, really? That's hilarious. That's what he said. So, that hit, <laughs> so, he had a, so he had an abrupt change of a ritual based upon information. Wow. So think about your life. If you're not, if one of those areas of relationships... Because life is all about relationships. We yeah. are relational beings. True. Work is a relationship. Time with your kids. Exercise. Wow. They're all relationships. So if you don't like one of those relationships or you want to improve one of those relationships, sit down and go back through these and create goals. Create a vision. Ask the Lord to give you the inspiration or the Holy Spirit to give you the inspiration yeah. to come up with these ideas. Yeah. And find ways to start changing them. For example, if you don't like the way your body looks or the way your body feels, yeah. Well, you don't have to go all out and hire a personal trainer, but if you have the resources to do that, you can do that. True. But you true. can start by removing some sugar. You can instead of having McDonald's every day, wow. maybe you have McDonald's every other day. Do the next best thing of where you're at. Wow, that's really good, Sean. And the big thing I'm hot hearing you highlight is that this takes work. You know, we're actually work. going to to have to, you know, give up things. We're going to actually 
you know actually have to the, the discipline ourselves to do things uh and i think one of the bigger problems with me uh, that tension that we talked about at one point but striving for progression not perfection you know in our own strength you know right. we can easily do that in our own in our own strength and i love how you said ask the holy spirit for help that's right so that's so important so really heed that as well guys so I'm going to give you uh, steps to do this, right? To change? Yeah. So first, write down where you're currently at and all the relationships that you want to work on. Now, don't write 100 because it's going to be really hard yeah. to execute. But just write a few that are really important that you want to make effort to change. Don't write things that other people think you should change. Yeah. Write down what you're willing to change. Now, the second one is what rituals are keeping you stuck? Mm. What rituals are wow, keeping you stuck? Wow, that's the bad ones, right? And then write write them down. Is eating at McDonald's is do you have a toxic relationship that you're a married man and you have a buddy that's single or maybe he's married yeah. but he's cheating on his wife or he always wants to go to bars or he has humor that is really degrading to women. Wow. If you have somebody like that in your life, you're gonna need to make some adjustments and one of your rituals could be to look for new friends, to yeah. go to new church groups, to try new family or community groups yeah. with your church body. Uh, another thing to consider is where do you want to be? Where do you, where do you want to be in your life? Vision without, without a vision, my people, people perish. perish. That's where new vision casting and consulting came it, from, baby. That's it. All the way. Wow. All the day. He says, write the vision down, make it plain. Where are we going? Make it really plain. So that's right. So mission. create. And then the last one is create rituals that support and create and then support and create. create. So it's this cycle create rituals that will sustain it so i want my kids to love god if you said sean what is your number one goal in life like people will disagree but but mine is to pass on a legacy of christ to my kids there is no greater there's no greater heartbeat that i have in my life than for my kids to love the lord and to serve him forever that's, I, that's it that's good so my rituals need to have that included within them so i read the bible so we pray for others so I know that I must ask forgiveness because that's who Jesus is. Wow. He's humble. He's a lover. He's somebody that never made mistakes. And since I'm following him, I will because I'm a human. Yeah. But I have all these rituals in place that help me reading my Bible, writing in a journal, moving in different kinds of books. Every season I have books going. Yeah. Hanging out people Content. Like of the Lord. Yeah. That inspire me to go on to become even greater in him and lesser in me. That's good. That's really good, Sean. Amen. Amen, bro. Amen. So you want to run through these seven again? Do 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 do. I'll do the. We'll do every other one. I'll do one. You do two. Yeah. <laughs> so the first okay. one. The first one is vision. Something compelling that pulls you into it. That's the first strategy for uh, proven strategy to walk out your dreams. And also number two is reasons. The why behind what you do and what you're going to do the the third one is review it and feel it review it go over the vision go over what you're seeking to accomplish and then feel the power and see yourself moving in that area number four is raise your standard something you must do it you have to do it it's who you are the fifth is identity identify yourself in a new way you are a new creation in christ so anything that doesn't support you being a new creation or move you in the direction of becoming a new creation exit out wow number 
Six is develop habits, you know, rituals, create a ritual to, you know, obtain your goal to develop into the man or woman of God. He's called you to be. Then number seven, do, 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 which we had to do. do, 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 do <laughs> you funny. You funny. You're you funny. That's for Sean's new thing. You funny. funny. So decide an area of your life that you want to change. Decide on an area of life that you want to change, that you want to move out, and then start going through and identifying ways and rituals and visions that you can accomplish and put towards that end. Mm. Amen. Amen. Real Talk, Real Walk. Podcast. Where the influencer meets the counselor. On the influencer in the streets. Meets the counselor in the office. (laughs) Awesome, guys. Thank you so much for listening in. 